Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. My name is Cleve Gaddis, and we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts. So home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry typical with life's biggest investments. In this segment, Brookhaven, believe it or not, may require, may start requiring builders to include variations of home sizes. You might not even understand what that means. We're going to talk about that. Also, if you're completely confused on what's in and what's out in terms of flooring, we've got a good segment for you. This segment of the show is brought to you by O'Kelly and Sorahan. They are a full-service law firm with 25 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-0, excuse me, 770-497-1880. I almost gave you my phone number, 770-497-1880. We've been using them. In fact, I've closed every transaction I have done myself in Metro Atlanta in the last uh, 15 years with O'Kelly and Sorahan, I wouldn't dream of closing anywhere else. So amid high home prices in Metro Atlanta, the city of Brookhaven, just north of Buckhead, south of Doraville, may require builders to include variations in sizes of homes. Now, I'm sure that this has been done in other municipalities, but I'm not familiar with any who have done it. So Brookhaven is exploring whether a regulation on new residential projects could spur construction of smaller, less expensive homes. So it's driven by housing affordability. I don't think there's anybody who who believes that housing has become more affordable over the last few years. I think everybody probably agrees housing has become less affordable. I'm not saying unaffordable. It's just become less affordable. And this is, by the way, based on an article in the Atlanta Business Chronicle, September the 5th, 2022, but the suburb of Brookhaven has drafted an update to its zoning ordinance that would require a percentage of homes to vary in size and the number of bedrooms in new residential projects. It encourages a mix of house of houses with diverse price points and architectural styles, says the Community Development Dire- Director of Brookhaven. The language recommended... A minimum of 20, the language that the Planning Commission and the City Council are considering, recommended a minimum of 25% of total units in a project vary in size from the rest of the units by at least 500 square feet. I would assume that 25% winds up being 500 square feet smaller, although it could be 25% or 500 square feet larger, and that wouldn't do any good. A maximum of 75% of the total units could have the same number of bedrooms if adopted. The precise percentage is wording in the scope of the regulation could change. The intention, according to the city of Brookhaven, is to diversify the housing stock and make sure townhome developments don't all look exactly the same. Townhomes at one point in time were all the same size, so if we could create some diversity in those developments, maybe we could try to shift some of the price points. It's all about housing affordability. And I am a very conservative person by nature. Um, When it comes to fiscally, I'm probably uh, a little more liberal than many of my conservative cohorts um, in terms of of social policy, and I'm not sure exactly how I I got to be that way. But the reality is that I realize there is a struggle at the low end of the income spectrum to have what I would refer to as reasonable housing. I believe where we live creates our feeling of stability. 
the neighbors who surround us create our feeling of stability. The schools in the areas, the consistency of people moving in and out of the neighborhood, certainly safety from a crime standpoint. And some people just don't get to have a rewarding experience when it comes to where they live. And it's because they can't afford to live in the houses that provide the best safety and security. And so I am in favor of doing some things that create some um, additional opportunity for density for smaller units. Um, it is such a, a, a NIMBY, not in my backyard situation. When you start talking about including additional density in certain areas, you know, the local residents, they come out and, and they beat their drums and, and they pound their chest and they say, no, 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 not in my backyard. Well, at some point, we have got to figure out a solution for providing reasonable, acceptable housing units for people who are not as fortunate as others. In the city of Brookhaven, you also have a little bit of an issue with the minimum lot size. In most north metro communities, you have fairly substantial lot sizes, meaning like quarter of an acre. The minimum lot size for a detached home, depending upon the zoning in Brookhaven, is 6,000 to 15,000 square feet. For townhomes, the minimum site area is 6,000 square feet. And so they're hoping that they can figure out how to get a few more units on the same size parcel and have a little bit more diversity in the appearance and in the price range. The median sales price of a Brookhaven home in July was $610,000, which was nearly 7% higher than the previous year. About 26% of homeowners and 31% of renters in Brookhaven put more than 30% of their income toward housing and utility costs. Uh, that's actually kind of healthy. I, I, think I would recommend that uh, homeowners spend probably closer to 25% of their income on housing and utility costs. The challenge, according to Paul Corley, who is a regional president development firm, Enterprise Communities, says the challenge on the local level is purely politics. Uh, we don't have, we do not have politicians recognizing that our city is going to grow no matter what. The truth is, is that most cities, even if they don't want growth, they're going to get it because it's just what happens. And undeveloped land in that area is dwindling in the nearby area. I don't know if you remember, a few weeks ago in a radio show, we discussed ADUs, accessory dwelling units, and the proposed amendment the Atlanta City Council was considering for zoning changes. This would have allowed accessory dwelling units and apartment buildings to be built in single-family neighborhoods, but the set of proposed amendments died in committee with the city of Atlanta. So I thought that there was going to be an opportunity for people to put a little dwelling behind other dwellings in the city of Atlanta, and that was shot down. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and I appreciate you being with us for today's show. Are you completely confused on what's in and what's out in terms of flooring for your home? Are you overwhelmed with the choices as well as the cost to update your flooring? In many cases, you know, changing out your carpet for some hardwoods or your, or your uh, tile for some luxury vinyl plank or something like that can make a huge, huge difference in the appearance of your home. We've got a listener question from Carla and Ed in Lawrenceville. We've decided to update the main floors, the main floor floors, in our home, but with all the options and costs, we are totally lost. Carpet is not an option, and we love the look of hardwood. Uh, please help, help, help. Well, there are plenty of options. Now, in my home, I have real oak three-quarter-inch hardwood floors. That's what was in on several areas of the main floor when I purchased the home. 
And so we chose to continue to add to it and have it refinished. Refinish. Most of my floor is red oak. There's one room in the home where they did not put red oak. They actually put white oak. And you can tell just a little bit of difference. They've stained it the same color, so it looks pretty good. But over the years, we have slowly but surely removed all the carpet from the house and put all hard floors. I don't have any carpet in my house. I have area rugs. I have all hardwoods upstairs, all hardwoods on the main level. And then in the basement, I have a stained concrete floor. And then I have one room that has LVP. And so my suggestion would be to consider luxury vinyl plank. Vinyl's come a long way in recent years and really now can be made to look like almost any type of flooring, including hardwoods. Vinyl is made from PVC. It's waterproof, makes it a good choice for areas that might be prone to moisture, such as kitchens, bathrooms, basement. Luxury vinyl plank or vinyl is less expensive and can be installed by a do-it-yourselfer. I have always used contractors to install it in my home. Another option is bamboo that is grass. Bamboo looks like wood or a tree to me. It's harvested and made into flooring. Bamboo flooring is some of the prettiest flooring that I've seen. It's more expensive than the luxury vinyl plank. You can also use a laminate. It's a synthetic product made to look like wood. It's composed of several layers of pressed wood that are fused together with a synthetic resin. The top layer is a photograph of wood grain that is protected by a wear-resistant clear coating. That's a laminate. That's an option for you. And then if you want to put in uh, something that looks like hardwood, is close to hardwood, you can use engineered wood. It's a product made from real wood that has been shredded and reconstituted with a binding agent. The top layer is a hardwood veneer, so it's real hardwood, but just the top layer of veneer. And some of those floors have enough veer, the veneer, veer, have enough thickness of veneer that you can actually refinish the floors either one or multiple times. Those engineered wood floors are more expensive than laminate. They come in a variety of colors and grain patterns. Um, uh, you know, it can be also can be done by a do-it-yourselfer. Now, one little note, by the way, if you, uh, Carla and Ed, are looking to do it yourself, do not run the floor all the way to the baseboards. That's why, in many cases, they use a little shoe molding, and it's because they leave a little space between the floor and the baseboard so that when the the flooring expands and contracts, it won't uh, sort of ripple up. It won't wrinkle up. In the floor, I've seen a, a whole set of three-quarter inch hardwood floors where they didn't leave any room for expansion, and uh, those things just look like a giant wave running across the floor. It was really, really quite sad. If you're looking to sell your home anytime in the next three to six months, we believe that we can sell your house for $28,000 more than your neighbor because with us, you'll get a customized maximum value plan, which is like an appraisal on steroids, and You'll get up to $15,000 R&R allowance. So this is rehab and refresh while you rest and relax. Wouldn't it be nice to talk to someone about selling your home and to be able to relax, to be able to rest and not be stressed out and let them or let us take care of all the worries that you would normally have? Well, you can do that with us. Customized maximum value plan, $15,000 R&R, rest and relax while we, have, while we rehab and refresh budget. Find out more by going to gogaddisradio.com. Click on sell for $28,000 more. We're going to take a quick break in our next segment. In our neighborhood spotlight, Stone Rot, Stonewater Creek in Hushton, Fall Lawn Care in Atlanta, and why it's important to hire a pro when you're buying and selling. Stick with us. we got those subjects and more. We'll be back. <laughs> 